Good to have you back in. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Brewers routed last night in ugly fashion down at American Family Field. Packers OTAs getting underway. Packers getting the 2025 NFL Draft. Congratulations to the Green Bay Packers, to Mark Murphy and company. And uh, which is, it's, it's going to be a thrill. Uh, a lot of people that are excited about that. <laughs> Just, a lot of people excited about that. About the Packers uh, getting their toe in that water finally. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. Be all in. Uh, 877-867-1670. That's the number. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels over on Twitter at Z Kenny. If you want to say hi to Ben or wish him well, is uh, this is the final week of one Ben Young Kenny before he heads off uh, back to Philadelphia. Instagram, you can track us down. Instagram and Facebook, The Bill Michaels Show over on both. You can subscribe for free over on YouTube and on Twitch TV, simply Bill Michaels Show. And if you want to find the email address, it's simple, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Thebillmichaels.com is the website. You can download and listen to us on the app, which is W-O-Z-N, The Zone Madison. And you can that's a flagship station. Yeah, otherwise, you can download us in a lot of different areas. And you can also listen to us after the fact on Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. So uh, many different ways. Many different ways. Um, Gary says, the sun rises. The sun sets. Packers fans still complain about a quarterback not on their roster day in and day out. We're not complaining about it. Just an FYI, Gary, we're not complaining about it. Just uh, it was breaking news. Diana Rossini covering Aaron Rodgers. That Aaron Rodgers was favoring his ankle, standing on the sideline. So, oh, well. Sorry, I should um, preface everything I say by uh, informing the public that it is in no way serious. Correct. Correct. Nothing that yeah. is said. Um, this one is from Art. Art says, uh, hey, guys, eliminating kickoffs uh, would eliminate some of the head trauma that the NFL has been suffering. Are you not in favor of that? What is wrong with some of you people? Uh, well, if you're going to take and eliminate all the head trauma in the league, which is what the league is trying to do, then you would go to flag football. It's football. I don't know what else to say. It is a hitting, tackling, running, catching sport. Plowing through. You'll probably be one of the first guys to scream at an offensive lineman for not sticking his head in there and blowing a guy off the line of scrimmage to open up the hole for Aaron Jones. It's football. You know, you're not, this whole thing about we're going to eliminate, no, you're not. They're not eliminating. They're trying to reduce, that I understand, but you're never going to eliminate it. As long as it's a physical sport, you're never going to eliminate it. And they went to this tackling with your head up, shoulder off to the side, proper technique. So if that's the case, then why is there such a high amount of concussions on kickoffs? I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. And, oh, by the way, it's not just football, but football tends to be the target. Have you seen the NHL playoffs? Enough said. 
So you're never going to eliminate it. You'd like to do what you can. You'd like to have safety personnel on the sidelines. And certainly, if one does occur, you want to make sure you treat it correctly, as opposed to the past of rub some dirt on it, slap them in the back, and say, get back out there when you feel better. You know, you don't have that anymore. So that has been taken a lot more serious. And I agree with that. But you're not going to eliminate all of this stuff that the Karens of the world want to pad up and make go away. It's not going to happen. It's football. Um, David says, by the way, every player knows the risks involved and still chooses to play the game. People still work in high-risk jobs everywhere. It's a choice. Correct. Correct. There are deterrents, certainly, in every job. In every job. You know, if you use your head in the NFL, you get a flag. You can even get suspended for it. You know, they've got emergency personnel on the sideline now to make sure that if you do have the the symptoms of a concussion, somebody's there to check you, to make sure you don't go back into the game, to treat you properly. You know, I, I don't know what else to do. I just think that you're losing some of the essence of the game by changing some of these rules and the the end of ball games the excitement of the end of ball games specifically in the onside kick department you're kind of eliminating once you're up two scores it's pretty much an over game with 4 minutes to go in the game unless you get turnovers and you don't have that ability if you score and and you go the onside kick is now i know there was a couple at the end of the season um that were successful but for the most part the onside kick wasn't anywhere nearly as successful as it's been in the past so it's almost you get up two scores, it's game over. Go find something to do, you know? Uh, Peter says the NFL should take the college approach with targeting. You see, I'm not a fan of that either. I'm just not. No way. They cannot uh, do that, Bill. Yeah, because there have been guys that have been thrown out of games that they weren't targeting. They just, they they you know, targeting to me means you're going in to hit somebody with your head and blow them up and hurt them. That's what it means to me. Some of these guys just made a hard hit, and they just happen to have it a split second, their head in the wrong angle, and they get they get bounced for targeting. And I don't agree with that. You're, cha- you're changing the complexity of a game via a judgment call to figure out what's in somebody else's heart and head. And I think that's wrong. That's just wrong. I- I've never been a fan of the targeting role. I appreciate where the, what they're trying to do but I've never been a fan of it because if you really wind up and hit somebody and say you do everything technically perfect, but because you hit them just hard, they can in essence say you were targeting and toss you out. I I, I don't like that. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Even like make it a penalty. Fine. I, I'm fine. If you give more penalties for those hits, but kicking guys out, that's when you yeah. draw the line because it's all arbitrary. And yep. college games exactly. are decided with it when a defender is going into tackle and the running back or the receiver lowers his head. It's just yep. impossible. I, I don't know what you do. Never been a fan of that. Steve says, by the way, and this is a great point, he says, look, they, could, they couldn't even figure out what the hell a catch was. How in the hell are you going to put the word targeting in the NFL vocabulary and allow them to determine what targeting is? 100% agree. 100% agree. No doubt. So there's no way I want that targeting role in the NFL. 
None at all. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, how you doing? Oh, I've had a bad couple weeks, but you know what? You motivate oh. me and make me smile. My dog was hit by a drunk driver. Oh, but no. 50 stitches. 50 stitches, $1,200 later, I saved him. I know, most people would have put him to sleep. Not invest the money, but he's my No, I would, have, I would have paid for it. I would have done that. Hell, yeah, I would have saved my dog. And then my girl bought his boyfriend, hit her in the nose, I put him in jail. Just put him in jail or I was going to kill him. It's one of them, too. I told him to come get him or I cut him up and you'll never see him again. Oh, my goodness. Well, you don't want to do that. Well, I don't care. It's Uh, the best thing in the world. All right, now let's go back to this. You're going to take this kicking off and you're going to take fans away because you're taking the violence out of the game. That's just my opinion, of course. But it's my, I understand the concussion, but it's excitement. It's the excitement of the game. What makes the game, and you're going to get it to the point no one's going to want to watch. They're going to lose their fans. And then when Green Bay's host this, I think it's going to be great because we're going to be number one pick because we're going to be 0-17 for the first time in the Green Bay Pickers history, and you're going to hear it from me. We are not going to win a game this year. I don't know why I feel this way, and I've never felt this way since 1969, but I feel this way. Because I, everybody's going to be gone, and everybody wants to get their resume ready for the new coach. Just my opinion. All right. And I'm right. At, and well, I hope I'm get, wrong. I yeah, hope they're I do 17 too. and all. But I think they're going to be 0-17. We are the weakest team because this it's just, it's just not there. I haven't felt like this since 1981. Gotcha. Well, stay safe, and uh, hopefully you have a better week. We started out 1-7. You know, remember in 1984, we started out 1-7, ended up 7-8, and eight, right after they said Bart Starr was going to lose his job. I don't care. You know? Right. No, I get it, man. Appreciate the phone call. Don't be cutting people up. <laughs> don't be cutting people up. Ben, you're going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. Man, I don't know. Since 1969. And then 1988 and 81, and yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they're not going to go over. Oh, my God, I hope not. Sorry to hear about his dog, though. Yeah, that's, no. Uh, that's that was, uh, I hope his dog's doing better. I'd, I'd take up the GoFundMe page for the dog first. But who? I didn't even catch all of that. Who was he cutting up? His His... <laughs> Ex-wife's boyfriend? No, I, I think it was something about someone's boyfriend who hit somebody and went to jail. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I have the... I'll go back into the logs. I'll do some journalism. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, there you have that. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Peter says, speaking of head trauma... <laughs> Uh, his daughter's, his daughter's boyfriend. Okay. The daughter's boyfriend. Wow. Okay. That's understandable. Put him in jail unless he's going to cut him up. So, um, Thomas said it could just be gas. You never know. 877-867-1670. The other piece of news coming out of the, uh, the NFL owners meetings today, uh, is that the NFL is looking at the sale of the commanders to Josh Harris and the, uh, that investment group. Uh, that uh, they're they're looking at that 
uh, today. Uh, whether or not they make a decision on that, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, at some point, you would assume before the season gets underway that the Washington Commanders will no longer be uh, owned by one Daniel. I'm videotaping you, Snyder. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. JJ says, by the way, I'm hoping that both Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers both have good seasons in 2023 just to shut all the haters up. There you go. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers. And our friends over at Kane, Andy Kane and his staff, great people. But uh, they, as they say in West Bend, they want to rock your world. So whether you're looking for engagement rings, anniversary rings, earrings, necklaces, whatever. If you've got a wedding coming up, you're looking for a special gift, different uh, pennants, different wrist uh, um, uh, wrist things, uh, wrist chains or whatever, all that kind of They got it all. Uh, and all you got to do is go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That's KaneJewelry.com. And see everything they have to offer. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the little Buy Like a Guy podcast uh, icon. Click on it. You can check out everything that Andy offers as well. And a lot of the wisdom, whether it's from whiskeys and bourbons to jewelry, all kinds of good stuff there. That's Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend, and it's worth the drive. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. program good to have you the bill michaels show back back um the uh will tell says uh, we got a, a lot of stuff over on the live stream today a lot of people active on the live stream today good stuff says uh packers fans can stop issues with rogers when his influence on the packers stop his contract is the reason why the packers are in cap hell the media never talks about how bad the contract is well, yes, we do. It's one more year. It's this year. That's it. Nothing more after that. I mean, I don't know what else you want us to say. It's $43 million against the cap this year, regardless. Um, And, yeah, they hung on to some other players and such and kicked the can down the road on some contracts. But the, Rogers' money comes off the cap this year. After this season, is done. Uh, by the way, the Jets have uh, to deal with the Rodgers contract issues now, and there's going to be major cap issues with the Jets because of his contract. So, but we that's all we talked about is the cap and the issues and the problems and such and what that's meant for the Green Bay Packers. So I don't know what you're, what you're talking about, but we have talked about it. Bill, Wayne Larravee's all set. Oh, Wayne Larvey on the line. Good to have Wayne with us. Wayne, how you doing today, pal? Appreciate you coming on. Good, Bill. How are you? We're doing great. I, I got to ask you, Wayne, right away, what do you think it means to this organization to get the NFL draft in Green Bay? I think it's a tremendous accomplishment when you think about it. I mean, outside of the Super Bowl, the biggest party the NFL throws is the draft. And, you know, 320 thousand people came to Kansas City last April uh, to take part in it. And, you know, a like number will come to Green Bay. It's, it's great for not just the Packers 
in Green Bay, but for the entire state economy. So I, I think it's going to be great. And what an upset to be able to finally get that draft to come to Green Bay. I, what does that mean for? Because I know Mark Murphy wanted it so bad before he uh, ended up walking away from office. This is one of those he took things over from Bob Harlan and business wise has expounded upon it exponentially. And then is this kind of that short of getting another Super Bowl? Is this kind of another feather in the cap before he walks away? Oh, I think so. No question about it. And you know his legacy will always be uh, title town. He and Ed Policy. Ed Policy's done a, a great deal of work on Titletown and is a uh, tremendous executive and, and has guided that project from the beginning under Mark Murphy. Um, and then the other person involved with the draft has been Gabrielle Dow, um, who's the vice president of fan involvement. And she's been at the uh, root of uh, the process in which the team has undergone to tr- acquire the NFL draft for Green Bay. So she deserves a tremendous amount of credit as well. Just to, you know, it, it's a real accomplishment, Bill, when you think about it, uh, this market to get that, uh, event um it took a lot of work and and much work to be done obviously to get up to speed uh, to host it in two years i'm looking forward to all the final details and where everybody's going to be and such and uh, i know they've got a couple of years to get it all together but we're excited about that but more so uh wayne do you get the sense that the specter the the cloud and i, I don't want to say it in a negative light but for lack of a better term the drama that has been the last few off seasons with aaron Rodgers. do you get the sense that all of that is now lifted and we're just back to football we're just back to coaching we're just back to seeing the x's and o's and not worrying about feelings and caps and all that kind of stuff you know i was at practice yesterday um and i know today's practice is open to the media um, I couldn't be there, but I was up in Green Bay on some business yesterday and, and stopped over at practice. There's a different feel to the whole thing. There's a different atmosphere. Uh, there's a lot of teaching going on. Um, not that there wasn't before. There was. But um, there's a lot going on uh, that I think there's a positive energy there uh, that, hey, listen, would you love to have a, a Hall of Fame uh, quarterback like Rodgers uh, behind center? Sure. But – um, you've got there's a an excitement for what you might have coming up in in Jordan Love and you know he looked very good to me in the drills out there yesterday. Um, the, most of the veterans were there and it was uh, it was great. It was a, a very good practice and and you know Bill, it's funny because I, I think a lot of us who are around for the 70s and 80s remember that time. You know, we're all thinking, oh my gosh, are they going back to the 70s and 80s without a Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers a quarterback? I don't think that's the case. And the other thing is. You know, there's an impression that the Packers are in a full rebuild, and that certainly is not the case either. I mean, are they rebuilding part of the offense? Sure. New quarterback, very young receiving core, but you have a veteran offensive line. You have uh, one of the best running back combinations in football, and you have a defense now with eight first-round draft choices in it. And, And really, that's the key, in my opinion. That's what has to gel this year for this team to be successful. But um they're far from a rebuilding project, that's for sure. How much, and Wayne, I was talking about this last week uh, because we talk, you know, everybody wants to talk about hot seats and where the pressure point is. And I said, look, I think there's two people. One is Matt LaFleur and getting that quarterback in Jordan Love and this offense on track and getting them in a rhythm and putting in the right place at the right time to be successful. The other thing is that defense has to support the offense. No longer is it just you can say Aaron Rodgers go win us ball games. The defense has to be there. So the defense, in my opinion, has to be top 12, top 10. So I think when you talk about pressure, I think. I think it's both Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry are feeling it right now, right? Yeah, uh, no question. And obviously Joe Barry, I'm sure, you know, he's he's a – if you know Joe Barry, you really respect him as a human being and as a coach. 
Um, and you know he's working hard to get this thing right from the very beginning. They finally came on in the last six weeks of last season, which is why Matt retained Joe uh, as defensive coordinator. They started to really play the way they had envisioned playing uh, in the last six weeks of the season. Unfortunately, it was a little too li- too little too late. Um, and the big key down the stretch and the reason they were a better defense down the stretch last year in the last six games was the turnovers. I believe they, they had like 12 turn- takeaways in the last six games of the season. That's, that's the number they'd like to start out with uh, in this regular season. So that's going to be a big part of it. But I, I do think there's an awful lot of uh, anticipation and, and um, real excitement over what the Packers are going to look like. And, uh, you know, hey, Matt LaFleur is going to get to run his offense uh, the way he, he wants to. You know, he's, he's coaching a guy. He's got, they've got a piece of clay at quarterback that they can mold into the guy they want to fit their offense. You know, um, Aaron Rodgers, they were happy to have him. Don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled to have him. He gave him great uh, play quarterback. But he was an established product by then, and they kind of coached around him, if you know what I mean, if that makes any sense at all. I I know I completely get it uh, and and I'm excited about it and as much as I'm excited to see the offense and Musgrave and Kraft and Jaden Reed and those guys really come into the mix I'm excited to see the second year guys in Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt and how much they've absorbed how much bigger or stronger they've gotten how much quicker they've gotten and how much of an impact they're going to have on this defense because if Wyatt uh, can really be the guy up front alongside Kenny Clark I think it changes the dynamic of that defense. I do, too. Um, I think he and, and T.J. Slayton's another. Um, and, and Jerry Montgomery, the defensive line coach, always talks about the consistency factor. Um, you know, I think with Devontae Wyatt, consistency of effort that he's going to need to succeed on this level. You know, Georgia, in the college game, you can get away for, with a big lineman, very talented. You can get away with sliding a few plays here or there. You can't do that in the NFL. And I think Devontae's learned that. And, he came up the hard way. He didn't start until late in the season last year, and I thought showed some uh, showed some nice signs down the stretch of, of the kind of play that we can expect from him. But you're right. Kenny Clark needs some help on that defensive front. T.J. Slayton's another guy going into his third or fourth year now. This is big for him. Um, he's a guy loaded with talent, great size, uh, will you know kind of stabilize the middle of that defensive line if he plays well enough. And if they do, uh, they may not be as deep on the defensive line as, as you've seen in the past, but those three guys can really make a make for a very good defensive line to start with. The defensive backfield, the safety position, no Adrian Amos. Uh, and by the way, we're talking with Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. No Adrian Amos. How much do you think that position is or is not solidified at this point? It's going to be interesting to see because I think that um, what they're hoping to do is They've got a bunch of talent there. Uh, you know, Jonathan Owens in there, Jarvarius Moore uh, from the 49ers, um, you know, Owens from Houston. So they've got some talent. They've got some veteran talent there. I'm anxious to see Anthony Johnson, uh, whom they gave number 36 to, Leroy Butler's number. Uh, he's a seventh-round mm-hmm. draft choice, but they have hopes for him at the safety spot out of Iowa State. And then Darnell Savage. Uh, you know, uh, watching him yesterday in practice, it seems like, the closer to the line of scrimmage Savage plays, the better he plays. So it'll be interesting to see how that whole thing sorts it out. But there's talent there. There are options at that position. 
with uh, the youth of the team, but like you said, Wayne, and I said the same thing, they're not in a rebuild. They've got a veteran offensive line, veteran guys up front, veteran pass rush on the outside. You add in the, the bulk of Lucas Van Ness. I don't know what they're going to get out of Rashawn Gary or Eric Stokes, but they've got a lot of veteran guys that have been there, done that on this team. I think really your only question marks are the weapons around the quarterback, the quarterback himself, and maybe the rotation of pass rush. Other than that, they sh- everything should be pretty good. Yeah. Oh, no, you expect you, know, you would expect it would be. And, you know, don't forget special teams. Um, you know, it depends on what happens with the kicker. Um, now, you know, it'll be interesting to see. He looked good yesterday. Um, but, you know, special teams improving overall under Rich Versaccia and taking another step forward in his second year, both in coverage and in the return game, I think that's going to be key to watch his way as well. Uh, Jaden Reed's the guy I'm looking for on punt returns. I think he's he's got a lot of quickness. The kid out of Michigan State, second-round draft choice, he'll play the slot on offense, he'll play – I think punt return on um, the special teams. And this kid has a lot of ability. It'll be interesting to see where he fits in. The uh, the kicking game, we all know. Look, uh, we'd love to see Mason Crosby out there, but it appears they're moving on unless something goes horrifically awry. So, But that's points, and, and that's the one thing. Mason Crosby, 49 yards and in last year, was extremely solid. It was beyond 49, beyond 50 that uh, there was a little bit of a struggle. So that being said, with the points that are necessary for this team, and I don't think you can leave any on the field, how confident are they in this kicking game at this point? Well, we'll see. I, I, you know, it's just really the first workout was yesterday. Second one is today. Um, we'll see as they go forward, Bill. I, I really can't make a comment on that because I just don't know where they are in, in terms of how they feel, how strong they feel about Carlson, the kicker. Um, you know, and th- that's something that remains to be seen. And, and the door has not been shut on uh, Mason Crosby. And by the way, they haven't given anybody his number two yet, as far as I know. So, uh, the door's still open there. <laughs> Even for Amos, you know, number 31 mm-hmm. has not been assigned as of yet either. So that, that shows you the door is at least a little bit ajar for those two veterans that may make it back. I, we'll see how it works out. But um, I think overall, you know, in general, this team certainly has a chance to surprise a lot of people around the league. Hey, Wayne, real quick before I let you go, what is learned right now? When we talk about the OTAs and minicamps, they're not really hitting. They're not pounding on one another. It's, uh, you know, it's jerseys, helmets, running around in shorts and sweats. So what do you, what, what do you, if, you know, because you've been there, done that. For people that are on the outside looking in, what are they, what are they learning? Why have these things right now? Um, really, it's more for uh, players, and, and I think it's really for um, you know, if you're if you're on defense, for example, getting the scheme down, making sure everybody's on the right page, making sure everybody has the scheme down before training camp. If you're on offense, you're seeing how uh, receivers run, the routes they run, that type of thing. Seeing how cornerbacks cover. You're not seeing anything from linemen, um, either offense or defense. You're not seeing much from linebackers except do they cover? Can they cover the tight end, take them down the seam, that type of thing. Uh, you're seeing how quarterbacks throw the ball, how receivers catch it. Uh, running game, you know, I mean, outside of the back hitting the right hole, that's about all you can see there. So there's not a lot of that. But this is the time. This is when you kind of put things together from a chemistry standpoint and get the repetitions in uh, that are going to benefit you when you get to September and certainly when you get to training camp in uh, late July, early August. Wayne, always a pleasure, pal. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Bill. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. And uh, he's right. I mean, 
This is what we've been kind of saying. When you talk about uh, OTAs, mini camps, and such, it's it's camaraderie. It's getting on the same page. It's seeing who uh, is kind of, you know, maneuvering in the right direction. You know, when you start talking about, you know, checking out bodies and such, and, you know, does a guy, you know, bite on a fake, or does he stick with a receiver? Does he have the ability to cover? And, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So that's, uh, you, you know, you're not looking for guys to be pounding on one another at this point. You're just seeing if you're in the right place at the right time. You're absorbing everything, offensive schemes, defensive schemes, special teams. You're making sure that guys are studying. They're getting their habits down, especially the young guys. So that's that's what this is all about at this time of year. Going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. A lot more to get to. Thanks for listening to us. We certainly appreciate it. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show on the air on this uh, beautiful Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. I was just uh, kind of standing out on the balcony. The weather's fantastic. Oof. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to get a few things done today. Didn't get a lot done around the house yesterday, but uh, today probably going to do that and maybe watch hopefully a better Brewers game tonight after that debacle last evening. Sat outside, did a little grilling, and I turned around. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, it's like it's like six to one. I'm like, what the hell just happened? So, uh, by the way, if you want to get outside and enjoy yourself, Lux Golf Base, wide open, weather's beautiful, go get your game on. It'll analyze your swing uh, in a bar-like setting with good food coming out to you. You can sit there and watch the TVs. You can make a night of it, make a day of it uh, with a group or just yourself. Lux Golf Base, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBase.com. They've got uh, the uh, Franklin Field, got the Sports Cot, the Rock Sports Complex uh, is up and running with the Milkmen playing now. You've got the Umbrella Bar that is now open, and weekends they have music there, and it's a great venue as you can sit up top and just overlook some of the baseball fields and such. So, so many cool things at the Rock Complex in Franklin, Wisconsin. And the first stop, by the way, on our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, and you can get registered for that right now. You can get registered for that right now. Just simply go to uh, Facebook.com slash Big Units Poker Run, and, uh, and you can find it. And to get registered, get signed up. Some great prizes for pre-registration only. So you can get registered for that as well. So uh, And it all goes to Fisher House, Wisconsin, and uh, helping uh, veterans and military members and such. So thanks to our friends at uh, the Rock Complex and Lux Golf Base and such down in Franklin, Wisconsin, for being a part of it. 877-867-1670, That's the phone number. Email us, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Um, this one is from Ken, says, uh, I question the commitment to player safety with the roughing the kicker or punter rule. If I understand the rule, if you touch the ball, you can lay out the kicker or the punter, but if you do not touch the ball, you cannot touch them. How does touching the ball impact a hit for player safety? Kenneth, good point. In other words, they don't want you just coming willy-nilly at the kicker or the punter um, and taking out their legs and taking out their knees. But if you get to the ball, that's what I'm saying. It, it's... If they don't want them hurt, you shouldn't touch them. 
you it, it's just football it's 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 all window dressing it's all window dressing that's all it is hey by the way let me ask you this because there's a big uh, discussion going on. I know that uh, the NFL Network had Jerry Jones on earlier today and talks, talking about uh, the flexing of games for, for Thursday Night Football. And they say, quote, it's good for a huge majority of fans. Here's my question. How is it good for fans to find out a week or two ahead of time that the game that you were going to witness on a Sunday is now being flexed to a Thursday? Can somebody explain that to me? Can somebody explain that to me? Uh, another piece of news, which we talked about the other day, coming out of uh, the owners' meetings. Uh, Super Bowl in 2026 is going to be back at Levi Stadium. And uh, another piece of good news was that Lambeau Field has been approved for the 2025 NFL Draft. So that I'm, that I'm good with, but I'm not happy about going back to San Francisco for a Super Bowl. I will say that. But, Ben, can somebody, can you explain it to me, how flexing to Thursday night football is good? What this, what this mentality, other than the fact that they're putting a better primetime game on for viewership, how is this good for fans? Yeah, that's it. It's the Al Michaels doesn't like calling bad games rule. Right? And, yeah, like, am I going to like watching a better Thursday night game than a worse one? Sure. But... When it comes down to the fans that matter, which are the ones that go to the games, yeah, I, I, I don't like it. And then also goes into the player safety thing. Like, yeah, let's just, you know, short notice, throw these guys on another Thursday night. I mean, soon, hell, they're going to be on every other day during the week. They have a, a Monday night game or a Monday day game on Christmas this upcoming year. It's like, I feel like they're going to expand to every day during the week, all in the name of, of domination. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I don't know how any of that for a Thursday night game is good. I just don't. I don't get, I agree with you on the Al Michaels hates. I mean, it sounded like Al Michaels was disinterested. Didn't it? In some of those games this past year, it was like, they were, it, they were bad games. And it sounded like they, like even the announcers didn't want to be there last year. So, flexing a game to a Thursday night game, and I, I think it's actually it's it's more than that. It's um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's what three weeks or four, twenty eight days or something like that. If at the end of the season, if it looks like it's going to be a good matchup, they can move a game and let everybody know. It's it's technically like four weeks in advance or something like that. Some kind of craptastic reasoning but i'm not a fan of flexing a game to thursday night i'm just not because i look at it this way you know what your schedule is the only time they flex a game usually is going from sunday day to sunday night or sunday night to sunday day for the most part you know the day you're buying your hotel you know the day that you're going to be in that particular town city whatever uh, where you're going to be you're going to get your group together, your tailgate together, and all of a sudden your game, what was supposed to be on a Sunday noon game, is getting flexed to a Thursday night game. Yeah, technically it gives you enough time to kind of make your adjustments, but it, it just, I, I don't know. I, I'm, 
it does change things because there's a lot of people that don't go to Monday night games, a lot of people that don't go to Thursday night games because they got to get them to go to work the next day, and they don't want to go to those games. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of flexing the Thursday night. I've never been a fan. Look, I, I know everybody enjoys football. More football, the better. We're, we're all football all the time. But I've never been a fan of the Thursday night game. I'm just not. Um, I, I don't mind Saturday games late in the season when you don't have college football. Love that. Keep football on Saturdays. I'm all for it. Saturdays, Sundays, Monday nights, not a fan of Thursday night. Never have been. It's kind of a kind of a sleepy night. You watch maybe a part of it if you get the streaming service. And after that, you're kind of like, okay, quarter's in. I'm going to bed. It's a bad game, whatever. So... Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. By the way, the odds, I know that uh, if you were watching last night, uh, there was uh, all this discussion uh, because of the cryptic message LeBron James gave after the game about mulling over his future. Um, And I know now there's this, will LeBron retire and betonline.ag is coming out with all these odds. Uh, the best explanation I heard today was LeBron, Aaron Rodgers has been Monopoly 101 for the last two and a half years when it comes to name in the media. There's two things. One is there's no way in hell LeBron's going to give up his 20th season, the anniversary season. So he's coming back. There's no doubt about it. But LeBron's taken a a page out of the Aaron Rodgers Keep Your Name Relevant Handbook because LeBron's going to go away and they're going to talk about him. They're going to talk about what they need to do to bring him back and the Lakers and what they can put around him and what other teams may take him and Kyrie's presence in L.A. and can they put that band back together again. And it's going to be all the discussion the entire time. So he has taken a page out of the Aaron Rodgers Stay Relevant, Stay on the Tips of Everybody's Tongue fan page. And he's going to do this from now until training camp. And so he's not going anywhere. I know the odds are out. I know people are asking, but he's not going. You're not giving up your 20th anniversary season. Ain't happening. If anything, you go out after 20 years. But he's not giving that season up. So stop the conversation right here, right now. 877-867-1670. Find us more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show uh, we continue on good to have you on board today thanks for uh thanks for hanging out with us we certainly appreciate it. this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at skipper buds skipper buds boat sales service storage right there in pewaukee get on out there get your boat uh, summarized ready to go get it on the water uh, i can't believe we're approaching memorial day weekend i, I it never dawned on me but uh you know uh, the people down the street from me i uh, just bought a new boat and i was talking to them and they said oh yeah we're getting ready for memorial day weekend i saw what, what do we got two three weeks and i'm and they're like no it's this weekend I, I cannot believe how fast this year is flying by. 
So if you're like me, man, you're probably scrambling at this point. Get your boat over there to a Skipper Buds. Get them to service it, summarize it, get it ready to go. Make sure you're good to get on the water and no problems this summer. Enjoy your outdoor water life. That's with our friends at Skipper Buds, 262-544-1200. Ben, can you believe we're uh, approaching Memorial Day weekend already? I cannot, no. I can't. I'm, I'm like, stunned. So we got the Indy 500 coming up. Our buddy Steve Zotke is heading down to Indianapolis. And he was he was texting me, and I'm like, God, how, how early are you getting down there? And then I realized it's, holy mackerel, it's coming up. The greatest spectacle in racing right around the corner. I'm going to be now spending I know it. Uh, Memorial Day. Uh, it, it's a very big day, I guess. I'm going to be spending it driving across the beautiful state of Ohio. Yeah, I was going to say, because you're, uh, you're going to be gone. Now, here's a question for you, because I know the answer for you. Are we on the air on Monday? Now, I know you're not, but am I? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I was just kind of uh, contemplating that. I, just, I, I, You just get rolling, man. You just start trudging through the schedule, and all of a sudden, boom, next thing you know, you're, uh, you're sitting here uh, wondering if you're even going to be on the air because you've got uh, the Monday that is. Uh, 877-867-1670. Real quick, uh, Diana Rossini also reporting because she is covering like nobody's business. The New York Jets, Alan Lazard has now left the field with the trainer. He has not returned. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, how you doing today, pal? What's up? How you doing, Bill? Look, there's one thing the Packers will have in 2025, uh, a first-round draft pick. <laughs> better. Yes, yes. <laughs> Could you imagine if they don't have a first round pick and and they got everybody there for the draft, that would be Oh my god, yeah. I know. And I can't yeah. imagine him trading out of the first round either. No, no, that's a definite. I tell you you you, you always say you put your house on it, you can put your house on it. And I'll put mm-hmm. mine too. They'll have a they'll have a first round pick. These NFL rule changes and you hit every note. I mean, it's a joke. Every year it's something different. It's something to make it more like flag football. It's 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 so ridiculous. It, it, it like he said, and I firmly believe that if you don't want you know, look, everybody knows by now, it's a collision sport. Okay, everybody knows this. If you don't want your kids playing it, don't play it. If you don't want this, don't. I mean, just don't play the game. I mean, it's ridiculous anymore. Mm-hmm. Now this hurts the Packers because this hurts Nixon. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. one of the reasons why we we have Nixon. And I think there was a, there was something just voted on that the Packers and the Giants and a couple other teams voted against. They passed big, but there was like seven teams that voted against it. And I don't know if it was that. It might have been that. And I know the Packers uh, voted against it. So I just um, I'm just sick of it, Bill. And it goes on to these commissioners. And I remember about a year ago, I, I called up and I told you, I said, I think all the commissioners in sports stink. And you disagreed with me somewhat. You brought up some points. But I think this is the icing on the cake. I think they all bad. I mean, the guy in hockey's portal. Basketball, he's totally terrible. And mm-hmm. in baseball and football, I, I they are bad, Bill. They, You know, I think... There's certain I don't want to get into politics, but there's certain pressure groups that put pressure on these guys, and they fold, and they yeah. fold, Bill. I, you know what I mean, and and I yeah. think it's really sickening. 
So, you know. I No, I so. get it. I, I appreciate uh, appreciate it as always, Gerard. And we're going to do, we're at the top of the hour. We're going to have to run here. but And we're going to talk with Todd Rosiak after the top of the hour, by the way, talk some Brewers baseball. But I, um, as big as these three sports are, specifically when you talk baseball, basketball, and, and football, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL, and, and you know, um, you, you know, and, and the NFL, but they're so huge politically. You're correct that certain things they do for the mere appearance of doing them. But make no mistake about it; they'll do whatever it takes as long as it doesn't affect the money. That's the reason everybody does it. That the reason that's the reason the players play. That's the reason the owners have these monstrosities of buildings and. And don't get me wrong, communities, it benefits communities, it benefits our culture, it benefits our society in many different ways. But all you got to do, like in 99.9% of things in life, is follow the money. Damn straight. Todd Rosiak, we're going to talk with him about what the hell is going on with this Milwaukee Brewers baseball team when we come back. Brewers got drilled last night. We'll talk about it. Hang in there. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.